Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Millie. I am Camille Carlington, and tonight I'm going to tell a story about the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. The Night Stalker, he only comes out in times where guards are down. He creeps around all around town, stuck in the dark to hide his monstrous tendencies, in the dark to bask in his own insecurities. He is the Night Stalker, here to prey upon innocent people. His name, Richard Ramirez. From 1984 to 1985, a single year filled with nothing but horror and torture for his victims. To them, that one year was a lifetime of hell. To him, it was a year of pleasure. Richard Ramirez, the youngest of five children, was raised by his parents, Julian and Mercedes, of whom were active contributing members to society. His father was a policeman and a laborer. His mother was known to be a kind-hearted woman who worked in a shoe factory. But even with seemingly normal families, lies behind a history of negativity. With Richard, his father often had a burst of anger and resulted in abuse. Children who have parents who inflict abusive and neglective behaviors upon the child are most likely to develop problems with emotional regulation, which means they could resort to the same behaviors the parent exhibited, or they could resort to more extensive measures if the problem is not cared for. It is the constant yelling of a parent, the thought that you are never good enough, or that you are never enough, or that you never do enough to please your parents. That takes effect on the child. When you are never good enough for your parents, it ruins your self-esteem and makes you feel little, almost like you are just sinking into the core of the world that is like a sand hole. You cannot get out of it, no matter how hard you try. You cannot get out because you are not worthy enough to be helped or made to feel like people were there for you. When you are constantly put into a situation that is damaging emotionally, physically, mentally, you feel you have nowhere to turn. For many, they resort to extreme measures like self-harm. Others resort to harming others. As a surrogate to the harm they want to inflict upon their perpetrators, others want to release rage they have built up. They do this because they feel they have no way out of a situation that has already engulfed them so much that there is nothing anyone can do to change their mindset and mentality. People hurt people because they are hurting. For Richard Ramirez, it was his childhood trauma that created his tendencies to want to commit acts of sexual assault before murder. But a key takeaway is that not every abused child becomes a serial killer, and not all serial killers are going to be victims of sexual assault. But those connections are connections that should not be dismissed or looked over. They still play a crucial part in many serial killers' lives. Richard Ramirez, growing up, was very influenced and intrigued by his cousin who was an army personnel veteran 
who would often boast about his war experiences and gruesome escapades during the Vietnam War. This fascinates Richard. During this time, Richard was already smoking marijuana at age 10 and would often find bonding experiences with his cousin, whose name was Miguel, who would also tell many war stories and teach Richard some tactics in how to kill with stealth. This new developed pastime also became an escape for Richard from his father's violent tendencies. It is parents who are the foundation for a child's success, growth, development, mentality, ideas, self-worth, etc. Just like in relationships with friends or a significant other, one partner tends to morph into a version of who they have been around a lot. Parents will always have a long-lasting effect on a child's view about the world and themselves. I think that no matter how hard we try, we cannot avoid becoming a version of our parents or having some of our parents' habits and mannerisms. Just like we cannot avoid picking up some of the mannerisms and ideas when we are around our significant others all the time or our friends. Birds of a feather flock together. On May 4, 1973, Richard Ramirez witnessed his cousin Mike fatally shoot his wife named Jessie in the face during a domestic argument. This was a defining moment in Richard's life because he soon became withdrawn from his family and peers. A suffocating feeling of dread. That unpleasant feeling and anxiety of witnessing a tragic incident with your own two eyes begins to engulf you into a black hole, sucking you dry any feeling or concept of reality. It leaves you distorted, with nothing left but a nightmare and unwanted company of negative thoughts. Soon after that same year, Ramirez decided to go and live with his sister Ruth and her husband Roberto. But what seemed as a nice gesture from his sister of allowing him to move in was actually another nightmare. Her husband Roberto was a peeping Tom who basked in the night to exploit its lack of light before the day rose to begin anew. Through the demands of the night's time came a newly developed interest for Richard, the newly developed cultivated demand for Satanism. Praising one known for all things evil, the mysteries of Satanism and its want for the souls of the weak, the most diabolical and the most draining is the worship of Satan. We tend to fall towards the acts of evil because of its mysterious side. It is the uncertainty, the thrill of being frightened that creates the feeling of curiosity of the dark side. It could be that the dark side accepts all that have fallen short of the glory of God and have yet to try again towards the arms of the Lord. It could be that it is easier to travel because of the lack of responsibilities and expectations. What a burden it must be to hold on to expectations and responsibilities because it may draw you back from your true calling. It is the pleasure of cruelty, the pleasure of knowing that you are doing something against the natural laws and morals set in stone for all. It is a thrill, excitement, the more you feed into the evil, 
the more they become pleased, the more it becomes a game, the more you continue to reach destiny at different points until the ultimate goal. It becomes addictive. You become obsessed, which is why I think he became immersed in Satanism. He was 12. As an adolescent, his brooding desires and sexual fantasies began to prosper and come to light. His want for violence became untamable. He wanted bondage and sexual assault, such heinous thoughts that could only produce the worst outcome. During this time, he also decided to take a job working in a motel, well, actually a hotel. He used this job as a gateway to rob people of whom were sleeping. Like I mentioned before, it is the night where no light is present that makes it easiest to commit the unspeakable. The absence of clear sight means the absence of clear thought. While working at the Hotel Inn, he made an absolutely disgusting decision to attempt assault upon a sleeping hotel guest. When her husband came back in, he found Ramirez attempting to commit an appalling act. As a result, the husband beat Ramirez to a pulp, and in the end, they decided not to press any criminal charges against Ramirez because they did not want to return to that vacation spot to testify against him because they lived in another state. During this time, he dropped out of high school and moved away permanently in California. But this is only the beginning of the most barbaric, monstrous horror story of all time. Thank you for chilling with Millie. Adios.